Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. Hey, let's kick off this thing right, shall we, without headphones? I like it. His his headphones, folks, are just tied in a knot. It is the beer show here on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com. It's Reavers, it's Fratelloni, it's Manny Hill, who uh, tolerates us for the hour that, for the one hour this week that he's obligated to be with us. Uh, Michael, you're going to have to take uh, the reins for a second while I, while I try to is plug in Is this really that difficult? Well, look you. at this. I, I just used these things like... A couple they're, hours they're ago, tied in a knot. and now they're just tied in a complete knot. I don't can know. I, how can this... I give a, paint a visual for everybody Please. on our show prep? <laughs> so we walked from the green room where everyone was having beer, and we sat down. And you turned to me and said, "Oh my god, is that our theme music playing?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I think we're on." Well, we were so busy and so captivated with the discussion amongst ourselves Absolutely. that uh, all of a sudden I saw the theme fire, and I'm like. Wait a minute, I think we're on. Yeah, I think we both find each other and ourselves so charming that we barely need to think about the show. Right, so uh, it is the beer show, and uh, we've got actually quite a quite a lineup of guests that I'm uh, uh, eager to, to speak with here in the next hour. And uh, we were, uh, speaking of the green room, we were talking about a number of different things, and a lot of that is 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 change. And what's, what's really interesting, Mike, and not we're going to get off the subject of beer for just a brief moment, mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking about kind of the landscape of broadcasting and kind of how in this market you're really seeing an evolution. Sure. Um, you know, everybody knows it's Mark Rosen's last night on TV, and I know he works for a different radio station across across the, uh, across town. That's mm-hmm. kind of a competitor of ours and whatnot. But we we all know the guy. He's one of the not. best human beings on the planet, mm-hmm. and so it's it's. But and then having us gone through with with Joe and Pat and things like that. But it is it's weird. Because these are guys that I grew up watching and listening Absolutely. to, you know, and, and and just and just kind of seeing that transformation. It's it's to me. I don't look at it as like, oh, this is an emotional. It said, I think it's cool. See, I get a little, I get a little sad, and for some reason now. So on your podcast, your GL podcast, sure. Um, when Royce's on, and now he's doing ads for uh, who, who is it again? His financial group? Guy. Yeah, yeah, the Canopy Group. It makes me feel like oh, I, I miss him. <laughs> Is that weird to say? Well, man, yeah, I, mean, I tolerated I him for uh, well, a couple of years. You kidding I, me? I still talk to him every day. That's true. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, does yeah, the, he does yeah. the uh, he does the hit every, at the end of the day with the yeah, boys. So. so I just I just miss the fact that he's here. And you know, and now with Rosie uh, going off on Channel Four, you know, after fifty years, That's I'm gonna, a heck I'm of gonna a run, miss man. that. That's an incredible staying anywhere for fifty years for your entire career is amazing. I think. Well, you know, when we do the beer show, forty. Four years from now, they'll be saying the same thing about us, right? That's right, right. and beer will just be injectables. (laughs) You just put a pot into your injectable. All right, so now now that we got that emotional, sappy crap out of the way. That was quite the roller coaster. I have a confession to make, gentlemen. Uh Uh-oh. And I'm being deadly serious when I say this. You haven't had one beer in the last week. I'm serious. (laughs) Oh, are you kidding me? Here? Was that it? No, it oh, is. Well, okay. I, well, I should say, I've had maybe a half a glass of one within the last week. Wow. So a couple of weeks ago, we had the guys on from the Third Street Brew House, and they unveiled mm-hmm. that Hula, that Hula. new sparkling seltzer water. Yes. I got to admit, I'm, I'm kind of hooked. They're good, isn't it's it? My, it's my, it's kind of my jam. Well, because, and, and I've, you know, after the holidays, you, you got to kind of dial it back yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you feel kind of chunky you in your feel jeans. Exactly. Yep, it's yep. time to drop a couple LBs, but I will say... There's not as much guilt attached to it. I know. I, I'm, I'm and, it's, right and by the you. way, they're doing it right. It's really good. Spar- mm-hmm. it's, it, do we call it sparkling seltzer yeah, water? Uh, uh, seltzer, spiked seltzer. Spiked seltzer. So I don't think you have to feel guilty. You know why? Why? Because everybody in this beer market 
all these craft brewers are chasing down that dollar. And we're going to see over the next couple of months Mm -hmm. more and more people coming out with it because when they come out with it, it becomes their number one seller, Oh, which is weird. It's So I literally stopped at Elevated and bought a bunch of... We had a bunch of family come into town Mm -hmm. for a... Post Christmas family gathering, my wife's my wife's family. Okay, and so I, you know, I bought a bunch of stuff yeah, yeah. for everybody because that's that's what I do. Yeah. I, I, you know, when when you come, I host. That's 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 the bit. Absolutely. And um, so that was one of the things because we had quite a few non beer drinkers that were going to be be there. So I thought, well, I I'll buy a bunch of this stuff, and mm-hmm. then I found myself drinking more of it than I than I thought I would. But I got to admit, I, and and it's not that. I'm I'm a complete convert and that I'll never drink beer again. Mm. But I gotta admit, that stuff's great. It is good. It really is. Yeah. So Hula from Third Street Brew House is the same as the White Claw, and the White Claw is the mass brand name, right? And if there's another one. Is it Trula? Truly? True. Yeah, yeah. There's a. I mean, there's a few big major ones. Yeah. But I'm hoping that you and I can help the audience because I think there's a plenty of White Claw drinkers out there. Mm-hmm. Start looking at this craft side of this. Because the I, I would say Hula is better than White Claw, and I like White Claw, but I think Hula has this. Uh, uh, first of all, when you drink White Claw, Claw and it has a raspberry flavor, it tastes like an artificial raspberry flavor, right? True. Yes, and it's Accurate. good, yes. but it, it's like you can tell you couldn't have too many of them because you'd be like, okay, I'm raspberryed out. Mm-hmm. But the the Hula, I think it was a peach. I can't remember what peach mango or something like that. And it was very, very soft. The flavor that I had, I was like, Oh, that's just a hint of that flavor. Right. And I think they're extremely refreshing. I mean, like, okay, I just didn't even notice. And I had four of them and they're fairly low in alcohol. You know, and I'm saying four in a night. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying four in 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. but they're, they actually seemed quenching to me too. Yes. Yeah. I could see that, that being a really big deal. Summertime. Summerized. Yep. Summertime. You know, that's that's gonna be the new lawn mowing refreshment mm-hmm. for, for for guys and gals or people that are out and they're active and because that was the big push with remember when Mick Ultra came out yeah. and, and what was the other Which one? Is, uh Platinum. Yeah. Bud Light Platinum. The premiere from um because they were looking yeah. to, to get the the, the low calorie sure. active smart. community, sure. Because right? yeah. there's a giant audience of so those what, people. So what do you think I don't like about the white claws of the world, even the hulas of the world? What portion of that line of spike seltzers do I not like? What portion of it? And do you it not could be like? anything about it. What do you think I dislike about there's it? There's something you don't like. Are you, well, okay, are you going at this from the business aspect of this, or are you going at it? The looks. I don't like the fact that it comes in that skinny little <laughs> bottle. It just it, it reminds me of a girl. It's a female look bottle, right? But to me, it I, I see. I had the opposite. Re- I guess now, no, that's now what I'm going to think about. So thanks, right? But I, when I what look is at shaped it, like a white claw bo- can. Why well, isn't that a normal size beer can? No, they're skinny and no. Long. I know like the hula ones are. I thought the white claw no, the white were claws it. are skinny and oh. long. Same like hula copied the white claw. See, can when I it. looked at it, it looks exactly like a can of Red Bull. So I it, always it, pitch energy it drink. It does. Okay, I can see that. Well, you've been in the bar business in the past where yeah. you served Red Bulls all day. I don't drink yeah. a lot of Red Bulls. But something is, it's effeminate to me. And it just, it's mm. like, oh, I want to have like a 60-ounce or a 40-ounce white claw mm-hmm. in a jug that I can bang against my head. Not a thin, little, delicate <laughs> tip over. But the flavor I like, canning I don't like. Okay, so let me, you're you're the business guy on the show. Sure. So... They're going after, and they being like the the, the giant they, mm. they are going after an audience of people that are looking for the low-calorie, you know, guilt-free drink, which appeals to both people that are active and, and those of us slugs that, that might not be as mm. much anymore. But to me, you're still going to fight the non you're gonna drink. You're still fighting against the spirits drinker, mm-hmm. as the great Nick Offerman uh, yeah. on Parks and Rec said. You know, clear clear alcohol are for rich women on diets. Yeah. You know, that's that's yeah. they that, don't that's, want their teeth to get discolored. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. that's exactly who they're catering to. Yeah, and I don't think that's a bad thing. But I think what they're going to end up doing is they're going to steal some of their beer sales because it is going to affect beer. You know, obviously White Claw is affecting beer sales. We know that. You think so? Oh, yeah. They're not taking wine drinkers to White Claw. They're not taking whiskey drinkers to White Claw. They're taking beer drinkers who don't want to be gassy or don't want to gain weight and and move it over. I personally, you know, I'm an Adonis. You know that, right? (laughs) I could care less what I weigh, right? I weigh the same that I did when I graduated. I I don't worry about the calorie intake. They're just so damn refreshing 
and so easy to drink mm-hmm. that you know I'll I'll have so we've been doing the show for five years. Every week I get a couple samples of another beer. I've tried thousands of beers now, literally. Mm-hmm. Just some tonight. of them, <laughs> some of them I'll take and I'll be like, oh, I am now the, the one and done on some beers because they're so big. Mm-hmm. They're so big. It's not the not that case with that, yeah. that spike seltzer. I, I agree with that. I just it's I just find it interesting to kind of see. The as go back to this word again, mm-hmm. just to continue to see the evolution of oh, yeah. this industry. It's it's truly amazing from from where it was, even when you know you and I kind of started to dip our toe into this water years mm-hmm. ago to to where it is now, but to where it's going, to where it's going, because that's what everybody's trying to. They're they're all trying to print that golden ticket of of what's next and to diversify. Is what's next for these for a lot of these people, Absolutely. especially if you're. I mean, yeah, the Surleys, the Summits, the the full the the big dogs of the world, they're never going to really have to change much mm-hmm. because they can just continue to rely. And I'm not saying they're not making great beer; sure. they are. But what I'm saying is they can still rely on. Well, we're pushing out 17 trillion barrels every every year. Yeah, we're okay. Why Although, would we change? You talk to Mark Studdard at at Summit. He doesn't like being down one percent. He's not down, right? I don't know his business, but he, if he if they have a down year or what looks like might gonna be a down year, he doesn't like that. Right. So he comes out with the hockey pad. You know, I mean, he he's coming out but, with every new decision. They're gonna be forced to look at this whole landscape and say, we're not a beer company, we're a beverage company. Okay, and right? Why wouldn't they? Sure. Right? Why wouldn't they? I'm sick of these these craft brewers only playing in this eight percent ball game. Let's have them play in the 100% ball game and say, what other beverages can we make? We have the technology. We have the canning lines. We have the printing. We have the cans. We have everything. What else can we make? But is it as profitable to do that? I, don't I mean, know. if you're going to make orange soda. Yeah, that might not be. But if you're going to make orange flavored spiked seltzer that you're selling for the same as your beer, you know, who, and it has no hops in it, so it's cheap to make. It maybe. tastes like Fanta Orange. Are oh, you kidding that me? Be good? Manny, did you hear that? Fanta Orange Spike Pop. Uh, I'm, I'm all in on that's that. That's not that bad. <laughs> but it's got to be just a hint of Fanta Orange. It can't be just solid Oh, Fanta. no, no, no. Straight Fanta Orange. Oh, gross. But what you, is wrong it, with it would, you? It would be fine. That pop it, is phenomenal. You, you it one. is pretty good. You can have one, but you can't have ten. I like to marathon That sounds drink. like a challenge. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, just, I, I, I just like to see... Um, and again... As you were saying, mm-hmm. you know, we get to we have the privilege of of getting the opportunity to sample a lot of this different stuff. So, you know, when when the New England style came out, I was all about it. Absolutely. Oh man, this and is really good deli- and is delicious. But then again, you're like, mm-hmm. and and based upon my current physique, you're like, oh man, I really got to cut back on those a little bit. And you know, we're doing the Januaries because some people, what we did is we said, oh, let's drink something with less calories. Some people just stop drinking in January. Sure, God bless their souls. I'm not doing right? that. I'm not doing that. No, I'm not doing but that. But what we'll be right back to the deep beers. But you know what? Can we have a show meeting right on the air right now? Uh, sure. All right. What I'd like to do in this next year is bring in some like whiskey experts and bring in some gin. You know, like let's let's do a gin day or let's do a whiskey day because those are big drinks too, right? Okay. And I, I think it would. And, and we have a lot of those labels here in Minnesota that are making some incredible things like that. There was, and, and we don't have those guys on. We should. And Elevated sells that stuff, right? Right. Why, why couldn't we? You're not reminding some of the best me of something. Distiller? You got somebody already? No. Um. So, uh, our our buddy Terry, he emails a lot to uh the podcast GL that I'm on, but he also is a big fan of the beer show, and he sent me a story, and I did not see this on 60 Minutes, but there's this thing called Whiskey Island. It was <laughs> it was a 60 Minutes piece really? done, and this was oh just just December 30th, um. So it's out in Scotland, obviously. There you go. Uh, oh, these stupid pop-up ads. Okay. Uh, Bob Simon heard about the magical place uh, in the islands of the coast of Scotland, known for making some of the great whiskeys in the world, and he did an entire piece on this. Hold on. The place is called Isle, and it's sure. one of the five whiskey-producing regions in Scotland that make an expensive type of scotch called single malt. Uh, the distilleries turn out relatively small amounts of their own handcrafted brands for a worldwide luxury market that's more than doubled in size the last decade and become the spirit equivalent of the fine wine business. Bob liked good scotch and beautiful places, so he went up to Scotland, but died before he could finish the piece, leaving behind a stack of videotapes and blah, blah, blah. So in 2015, uh, his colleague decided to finish the video for him. But basically, it's a small island 20 miles off the west coast of Scotland, and that's all it is. Sure. It's just this mass producing 
Whiskey Island, well, you which know, is so, so bleeping cool. I know a little bit about Scotch, right? And you can pronounce that Islay or Elay. There, a lot of people say it differently. I S L A Y. Is that the stuff that that really tastes like hockey tape? It, it's, is, a, it's a peat bog island. Yeah, I'm not a big and fan. And it tastes like peat. Yes, and I don't like that kind of whiskey. After you drink it, so that you put when you put a little water into a Scotch, it's called the Blanchet. You it, you blanch your drink. Okay, I know that sounds a little weird, but if you put in a little bit of peaty Scotch like a Lafrogue or something like that, and you put a little blanching in a little water, and you drink it, you don't taste the peat anymore, and it becomes very, very, very good. See, I like Jameson. Okay. I, I like Irish-style whiskey. Sure. Um, Crown Royal, I will I will, yeah, I will blended drink. whiskey. Or uh, yeah, I, I like that. I, I cannot do scotch. Okay. I don't know what it is. You got to, it's, the drunk you get from scotch, I shouldn't have said it that way, but the feeling you get <laughs> from from drinking scotch. The hammered you get. I from- call that liquid love. You just feel this warmth. It feels like you're being hugged by uh, a family member. Nah. Yeah, well, you see, you drink fast, too. And scotch no, but, is something but, but, to but whiskey I do not. Slow. Okay. Whiskey I'll sip. Okay. Whiskey so I'll sip. I was at a um, whiskey tasting, right? And it was 12 different whiskeys, and they gave you a full shot of all 12. I thought, well, that's nuts. What are they doing? You know, you can't have 12 shots of whiskey. So I drank an appropriate couple sips of every shot, right, of all 12. And you do get this, like, here's Petey, here's Fruity. I mean, you get the incredible taste. And then said, I got to go get my kids. And no, but even just with <laughs> just this little sip, I was feeling it. Sure. At the end of it, I'm standing next to a guy. He stands up and he's I got to get out of here. He goes over to his 12 shots and guns, each one of them down just one after the next for the rest so he probably had six more shots that's not smart and i looked at him i thought please god tell me you live two blocks away tell me you're walking yeah and you're walking or rolling yourself i couldn't believe that guy I, you know 12 shots of scotch is a lot of scotch it's, is it lafroy yeah Lafroy. is that how you pronounce yep, yep. it okay so i was gifted a bottle of that from nice. a guest that we had on uh, a while back cool and and i i, I had always been kind of saving it for a special occasion uh-uh. and but it was one of those things where for for instance my my, my brother-in-law comes comes to town um it's a couple times a year oh. that's what he loves whiskey okay. so it's like okay let's let's have one and i would like try to choke one down the, of the Lafroy. and he sure. loved it but he and calls I finally, that scotch though we don't call that whiskey we call that scotch true okay. but i finally just said Take it, take it. I don't even want this in my house. Well, it's, it wasn't because it wasn't good. Sure. It's just, it's just not something I enjoy. But I thought I'm going to give it to somebody that would actually. And he's like, "You got to be kidding me! You're not giving me a bottle of Lafroy." Yeah, like yeah. it's going to sit here until the next time you Do come you, over. You don't smoke cigars, no. Okay, so if you really no, want to relax, asthma. that'd be a bad combination. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. So don't do this. No. But if you want to relax, go outside, sit in a lawn chair, smoke a cigar. Put some water in your scotch, right? Put mm-hmm. some ice cubes in your scotch. As it gets a little watered down, it becomes a little. I mean doesn't get any better than that right and don't plan on going anywhere right and just relax and that's that's a that's a minnesota dream night for me now conversely yes uh, i was gifted a bottle of whiskey from a good friend of mine okay not that long ago sure phenomenal did you have some? oh, oh good. my god yes. am i allowed to talk about that yeah, or not? yeah i did yeah so manny you'll love this michael was was nice enough to to for our years of friendship and camaraderie on the show he he gifted me a, a, a handcrafted bottle of whiskey yes nice and I looked at him and I said, you did this for one reason only, to impress people. And I love that. <laughs> and, and, what did, and what did I say? Flexing the muscle. Yes. Right he there, said, yeah. you're damn right. Yeah, well, I actually, I, 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 bottled, I bottled my own. I didn't produce it myself, but I made and my own And you aren't going to tell and, me who did it, are you? No, and I, I, I can't. Because it's, it's so it's good. A, it is, it's a, it so is good. a really good. And you, you, you've met the person who did it. So, okay. so um, But boy, it turned out really cool. And I, I made 24 bottles, right, and gave them out to my best friends. And, and then I, I started counting down my 24 best friends. And I was like, well, I have like. My buddy Ronick, and then I had my buddy Tyson, and then I had like twenty couple bottles left, and I went through my family and my girlfriend and their family. So it's uh, I have only a couple bottles left, but I I went deep with some deep friends. Of is course, that, you got one. Is that something where if if a guy hearing this, or yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, if sure. someone hearing this says, man, that that's cool, I'd like to do that. For, is that something that that you could just do? Um, I, you know, you can definitely buy barrels of scotch that you make, but it takes years. And and this oh, was a okay. this was a two year old rye whiskey. Man, so was th- it good? I, I planned this Oof. out three years ago because it had to sit in new bo- oh, sure. barrels for two years. So you have to be very very patient with the thought of doing it. Got it. But it did turn out really good, and and it, and it looks cool because the bottle has my own label. Oh on man, it, the, the it's got his low. I mean, it was yeah. cool. It, it turned it's out. It's got really his cool. name on it, and I was like, I'll I'll tweet you a picture of it. I okay. kept bottles. It, 
one and two, so I have those two bottles. You should have done one and 24. Oh, got yeah, the complete see? set. Oh, and you been... could use them as like bookends. <laughs> yes. You know, uh, I, I can't. Now I have to figure out who has no, 20 I'm, bottle 24. I'll I'm go just get kidding. it. But that was really cool. And, and thank you very much because hey, it was uh, very, very delicious. I'm so, glad you, you loved it. Let's step aside for just a quick moment. We're going to come back with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits for the weekly beer run. His name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. My name is Chris Reavers. That's Manny Hill. This, ladies and gentlemen, is The Beer Show. How to like beer. You're tuned in to The Beer Show. Taste your beer, letting it wash over each section of your tongue. On 1500 ESPN. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. The only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from. It's a B-double-E-double-R-U-N. Let's make a beer run with the guys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As 1500 ESPN's Beer Show now continues. You're darn right it does. It's the Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com. We are live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. My name is Chris Reavers with Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores and our buddies from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Been with us since day one and continue into the new year. Uh, they have the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities, folks, in uh, at Hiawatha and 42nd in South Minneapolis. And in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. And Tom is here this evening. Hello, good sir. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, my man. Um, one of the really cool things that we've been able to and been fortunate to do over the years is getting the chance to meet a lot of these cool breweries yeah. and have them come in and not only get to meet them, but get to sample their beer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's 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 no exception this week. You know, every so often we kind of take uh, a step back and look, you know, back through all of the shows that we've done and all the breweries we've had and where they started and where they ended up. And you know, all the we, dumb things we've said. <laughs> exactly. And and I'm just excited about 2019. Uh, we got a lot of things in store with Elevated and, and the brewing scene continues to develop and mature. And and we have, a, we have some guests here today that um, you're looking like you're going to ask me a well, question. Well, I was just going to say, before we get to it, before we get to our guests, I do want to ask one thing. When you're seeing, we were Mike and I were kind of talking about Mike, Mike, Mike with his phone on. Uh, was but that we me? Were, we were. Ta- <laughs> Am I the old guy who doesn't know his phone? Yeah, yeah, I think okay. you were. But we were talking about kind of the evolution of what we've seen with with the craft beer quote unquote movement. Yeah. Um. So I'm curious as we get into 2019. Obviously, we're still seeing kind of the the continued growth of craft beer. Yeah. But is is the number of breweries or the is it slowing down or is it just kind of is it always going to be one of those things that ebbs and flows as you see as yeah. a retailer that's housing a lot of these really great breweries. You know, I feel like I don't have any kind of stats on on how many breweries are opening up or whether that velocity is continuing. But it's just moving, and that's the big thing for me. Which is good. It's changing, uh, you know, whether that means, you know, regional breweries coming in, going out, new breweries locally coming in, uh, or just what they're brewing is changing. Mm -hmm. You know, people are trying new things or, you know, coming coming back with old things or, or, or just innovating. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of that right now, trying to distinguish themselves in the market and, and, um, yeah, so it's 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 a lot of fun and and you know we're here for the ride in 2019. That's cool. So who is our featured guest this week? Absolutely, sir? Uh, we have uh, we're introducing Brass Foundry uh, to the beer show listeners. We have the director of sales Eric and the controller. <laughs> no, he, he, he was saying hello. Oh, okay. hello. Yeah. I thought he yeah. said no. No, no. Like, you're wrong. Oh gosh, I screwed the whole segment up. John Kraus here from. Uh, from Brass Foundry, uh, the right. controller, which is a cool title. First of all, welcome to the show, gentlemen. Uh, I have kind of a, an odd question. I don't know who's going to speak first, John or Eric, but Mike asked this in the green room, and I, I said, save this for 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 the air. Oh, there you go. But in one capacity, I'm looking at your shirt, and it says Minneapolis, Minnesota, but on your can, it says St. Paul, Minnesota. So ex- explain to us. So, John, get right up there. Come yeah, on, get, get right get up to right the microphone. Up to the mic, yep. yeah. The reason for that is, so we're actually officed out of Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and but uh, for the past roughly six months or so, we've been doing a shared space where we have our own brewer, our own head of brewer, um, and he's actually been brewing in a shared space with another brewery in okay. town, which happened to be in St. Paul. Got it. Which is, that explains why there's St. Paul, it's brewed in St. Paul, but it says Minneapolis on our logo. All right. So walk us through your guys' history, uh, for those that may be pretty unfamiliar with you guys and kind of the start and where you guys are at now. Absolutely. So we were founded back in 2017, 
And we kind of had an idea for, okay, we wanted to start a brewery um, and we wanted it to be different. We wanted it to be a little unique and we wanted it to be old school. So with our beers, if you look at them, he goes, we're kind of doing more old school. And um, so like our IPA, for instance, it's a lot more old school. It's very easy drinking. We want to make beers that's for the people and applies to the most Oh, the broadest people. Excuse me, my chair's got a little bit of a <laughs> right, uh, That's the damn sushi chair. It starts to shriek on you. Don't worry about it. It's all so, good. You know, um, so we started back in 2017, and uh, we decided to start off with a shared space because we wanted to do distribution only. So to get out, to get that going, the best way to start that, we saw it, was with a shared space. Okay. And so after about six months, we're... Uh, we grew enough that it was finally time to get our own space. So now we're opening up a brewery over in Long Lake, Minnesota. Cool. So hopefully uh, that'll be open this spring, and we'll have another four beers out on the market for people to try. That's cool. You guys. Yeah. Well, and I and I've I've had your IPA before, uh, and I, I I really enjoy it. And you're like, and, and you're right. It does have kind of that old school kind of flavor flavor to it, which. To be honest, we, we talk about this all the time. I, I think that that's really important because because people are going to go back to, to kind of what they originally like and what they originally loved getting into this. Yeah, I mean, this is really easy to drink, and I, I feel like you can have a few of these. I was... We made a bet in the green room that, that Mike would make a joke about the name of this beer and ask, what is the question... Question 63. I what just saw What is question yeah. 63? Yes. I figured, well, I figured. And what is question sixty three? Yeah, you gotta know, right? Yeah, now I need to know. Mike no. needs to know. Yeah, what Eric, do you so, wanna go ahead? Wanna, go ahead, Eric. Jump the in there. Jump in there. Go right up to the mic so we can hear you really clearly. Question sixty three refers to a uh question yeah, off the intelligence exam that's given out each year, and it's typically the most complex question on the exam. It's geared towards pretty high-level intelligence people, so much above my head at this point in time. Um, <laughs> but it's question that is the most complex question on the test historically okay so it's a question wrapped in a an riddle and then yeah like in exactly. a fortune cookie <laughs> <laughs> in a fried wine time okay so wait are you a intelligence former intelligence officer uh, no. No. Okay. I, I, I was like, well, how does anybody know that? And then I was like, ask me the question. Right. I kind of want to know. It's about the mystery. Okay. Like, come on. You know, it's like, what's going on here? I know what it is. Question 63. Where were you last night? Oh, yeah. You said you were with your friends. Yeah. Who's, who texted you? Right. Oh, great. Why are you uh, winking face to somebody? Right. Exactly. We had a few IPAs. We don't, we don't remember. So I want to hear more about the beers that you guys have at Brass Foundry Brewing Company. You, you mentioned your IPA, but I'm seeing something else, too, that's sitting here in front of me. Which one is that? Yeah, this is a Crazy Hair Blondale. Okay. Uh, which is a very robust, uh, full-flavored Blondale. Something, Very. something for you know people that you know you kind of have that line where it's like some people like hoppy and some people don't. They're mm-hmm. looking for a craft beer and like ah the hops put me off. Something like a blonde ale is so easy to step into. All oh, the blonde ales are what got me hooked. Yeah, you know, right. initially. Can I ask a question? Did I sound British? Can I ask a question? You kind of did. Um, okay, this one's for Eric since you're the director of sales. All right, so step up to the mic because this is going to be important. How many IPAs right. do you guys make? No, no. How do you break into a market? How do you get the attention of an elevated who has the attention of every top brewer around? Right, because elevated sells a ton of beer. How do you even get on their radar when you don't have people going to your tap room to say, "Hey, why don't you have Brass Foundry? Why don't you have Brass?" You know, it, 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 Tom and Ryan aren't dopes. If they hear someone asking for it, they're going to get it. But they won't even know to ask for it because it's not out, you know, all over. Mm-hmm. How do you do that as a salesman? How are you breaking into these places? So a lot of it's just putting liquid to lips. Mm-hmm. You walk in, you talk to them, you share the beer. The majority of people are going to say that is phenomenal beer. And they're going to want to offer it into the store to their customers because they can refer that to them as an offering. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, we, we put on a lot of tastings. So sure. people are out there asking for it. Um, we put liquid to lips once again. In right in front of the consumers with the carriers of it, and then they go to other stores. They go Are to you bars, anywhere they on sale? Okay, so you have some bars. Yeah, we have oh. about thirty six bars right now. We're on tap or on rotational tap right okay. now. So I'm curious uh, the, the transition to to Long Lake. Um, you know, I I can't remember the last time I was I was in Long Lake, but I've got to imagine that there's some untapped potential with the decision to move to Long Lake. Is that no pun intended? Was that, <laughs> thank you. Thank uh, you. Was that was that one of the uh, reasons that you guys wanted to locate there, or was it strictly something else? You know, um, 
for that? You know, it's a great question. And Thank one of the you. That's what I do why, here. One of the reasons why <laughs> we chose Long Lake was because it was um, the right location for us. Mm-hmm. And that's something we took our time on. And, you know, we were looking at a lot of different spaces. Got to do a lot of research, I suppose. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. And so a lot of the places we were looking at, you know, this would be great for right now. And then maybe next year or the year after that. He goes, but we want a place that's a little more long term. Sure. So in Long Lake, we see a place where we can really grow for the next, you know, five plus years. Okay. And that's a space we can really grow into because it is a quite a large space for us, but it's a space that we can use a lot of. I'm trying to think what else is produced out there. How many I, other tap rooms are out? I mean, that's it's west of Minnetonka. Am I thinking where is Long Lake? So Long Lake is just kind of northwest, right by Orono. Oh, right by Orono. Okay, so yep. what do we have out there, Tom, That's that we have for well, tap rooms? Right, Waconia's. Kind of by there, right? Of, a little bit. Well, Excelsior. Excelsior, and then there's the other one that's on the there's, lake. Why is that a brewery? Why is that a, yeah. Uh, there's oh, a, yeah. a really nice place called Back Channel. It's okay. not too far. Okay. I believe that's where it So are you guys going to be right on the water? No, no, no. Okay, no. okay. I was gonna say, damn, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, if you guys are, it's actually a pontoon brewery. <laughs> right. No, there's a uh, birches on the lake is the one that's on the lake. Okay, right that's okay. what I'm thinking. So of. we're back more in the kind of uh, big warehouse area. Got it. We yep. want big space yeah. that we grow into. And got it. It'll be good go. for rave night too. Think so? Yeah. <laughs> well, gosh, it sounds like there's a burgeoning like uh, beer tour in West Metro thing. That's that, it's I mean, already out there. Uh, right? yeah. I mean, they've they've had that now for a while. As a guy that lives in Carver, I'm all for it. Yeah. You guys have drugged me to every other corner of the metro. Let's go out to my neck of the woods. If you wanted a craft beer, you had to like go to Bunny's or go to someplace on 394 if you mm-hmm. lived in the western suburbs because there was yeah. nothing three years ago. But and then the, all of a sudden, it's blown up. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it, there and I've 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 harped on this point with you guys, especially that there's out by me the 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 southwest and the 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 west metro. Just it's not slowing down. My God, it continues to just explode, and mm-hmm. it's made up of people like me, the the forty year old guy with two kids that doesn't go out but i'll take my kids to a tap room because yeah. it's cool it's fun it's family and that's you'll exactly. buy some beer and drink it at home absolutely mm-hmm. or i'll get no i'm just kidding <laughs> anyway um so we did talk a touch on these two uh to tell us more about some of the other beers in your guys's portfolio at brass foundry brewing company yeah i guess i can take that one okay so we've got uh four additional recipes that we've kind of got locked and loaded and we're just waiting for the capacity to do it because right now we can oh, I suppose. we couldn't keep up with the demand for this. Really, so that's why we haven't come out with a third beer yet. It's okay, just, this is all we can do. Well, that and you also the the, the people that took a chance on you. I'm sure you want to keep fulfilling that demand because that's a big part of it. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to go make a sale and say, "Oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, we're out. We'll we'll come back when." So your number one seller, I assume, is question sixty three because it's a IPA and people yes, are just nuts correct. for IPAs. Yeah, okay. it's it's what sixty forty right now. Yeah, yeah roughly, roughly yeah. sixty forty. That's kind of, it's interesting that we don't always have brewers that are new with just a couple beers, right? We don't, don't really have that. No. And do you want to talk? How, how did you know about these guys? I, okay, let me, let me explain. Because they're on the cutting edge of the I, craft beer well, industry, that, Michael. I was going to say that. He won't say this about his place, right? right? But I can say it. And, and five years ago, this was really, really true. If you had created one barrel of beer and you were going to open a tap room, the first time you bottled it, you took it over to Elevated because they were the ones that were going to taste it and give you a real shot. They would give you a chance. No yeah. one else is going to do that. You know, no no other liquor store was going to say, "Yeah, oh, you're you're brand new. Let's try it." They just yeah. weren't going to do that. But you guys yeah. did that for years. Yeah, we we tasted uh, <laughs> Insights Homebrew. Did you really? Before he got anything Avan, going, yeah. I yeah. remember that. It was like, Alan, he didn't. Alan, even, yeah, yeah, he yeah. didn't even have. Uh, I mean, he was working on the business plan, and we had tasted that. Really? Uh, and how bad was that compared to the stuff he's making now? <laughs> no, he's always making good <laughs> I beer. I bet you he always made good beer. <laughs> I know. I'm just giving him crap. Um, but no, I mean, that's what that's what people come to expect from us. You know, they, they want to know what's new, what's interesting, and, and absolutely we're all about kind of working together with breweries to give them a shot. And, and, and so it's no different with Brass Foundry here. We're excited to... Get this in front of people. We do the tastings, of course, uh, the free tastings this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday. I gotta pull out my phone to see exactly where that is. But how um, about I take care of that part of it for oh, you? You can do that. It's the, uh, the Friday from five to seven in South Minneapolis, and Saturday from three to five in White Bear Lake. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, that's what best. I'm here for. You're the best. I really am. So, Tom, because you're kind of the guy, you're kind of the go-to guy that likes to sample a lot of these different beers, uh-huh. and because you're the taste palate, you yeah. know, of, of of your of your business, what stands out to you with with these guys at Brass Foundry Brewing Company? Yeah, you know, coming back to this IPA again, you know. 
meal. It's really, I, I, I like it that it's crisp. It's super drinkable. It's fairly clean on the finish. I agree so with that So, like, completely. you just don't get that, like, uh, fuzzy tongue kind of thing mm. that, that you get with some IPAs that can... Um, so I feel like I can have a couple of them, really enjoy. There's a good aroma from the hops. and Can uh, I throw another thing at you? And I'm not insulting you, I hope, when I say this, but they're making <laughs> the IPA, the really good, qual- high-quality IPA, that's appealing to the non-beer snob hop right, head. Right. And I think that that's really important. Yeah, it's, it's got good balance there, so it's approachable, and yet it's got a little bit of depth that uh, you know an experienced drinker will appreciate as well. So I think that they kind of walked a nice line with that. And uh, Is 65 IBUs kind of like smack dab in the low middle for a, a IPA? Yeah, right. you know that number's moving around uh, lately, and and um, going down lately. I assume, well, right? yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, so I think that that is kind of right in the middle. I mean, I'm let these guys talk to that, but um, yeah, you know that's that's in the that's in the sweet spot for IPAs. So sixty five was that kind of the target the target yeah, range? Us, um, well, with our brewer, we kind of let him do what he wants to do it's mm-hmm. his vision mm-hmm. but with that ipa we were kind of talking to him about and we both agreed on this that at the time and still today we believe that like um there's a lot of ipas out there that are really high ibus and it makes it not like it's very enjoyable mm-hmm. but you can't have a couple of them right. and we wanted to make an ipa that you can have two of because you're not really dummies. You want to sell a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want people to be able to enjoy right. more than them. I agree with that yeah. completely. Because, you know, that was that's one of Mike's biggest gripes, and I agree with him, is that, you know, you have one or two, and it's like, well, I'm done. I'm done. You yeah. know, I don't want any more. I, I gunned one beer in four minutes, and I'm sitting at a tap room thinking to myself, now what am I going to have, right? <laughs> right yeah. Right. I, got, I can't have another one of those right off the bat. So is it, I, I, I'm, I'm, this is going to be a dumb question, Tom. Sessionable IPAs. What is that? Yeah. Is there such a thing? Yeah, what am I no, thinking? No, no, and what no, are they falling for, in? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's been that's been a, a big trend and and uh we've seen a lot of that. They're lower alcohol. Sure, because this, this is still pretty high. Still this there. is still six point two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's plenty of that. So the sessions will typically mostly be about the alcohol. Okay. Um so that and so the trend I think is is lately for the IPAs with the higher alcohol to have lower IBU okay. just to be less bitter, have more flavor, uh, and have more aroma. And so I think you know, and then there's really a place for a balance. You know, you mm-hmm. want to traditionally, you know, the hops are balanced by the malt in an IPA. I mean, that's that's the reason you know we're still drinking them. Um, so many of them, yeah, <laughs> after all these years, but uh. So that's that's what stands out for me with the Brass Foundry one. Nice, crisp, clean finish, and, and good balance. All right, so people are hearing this interview. They want to find out more about you guys, where they can find your beer, all of that stuff. I assume everything's available online? Uh, yeah, we have a great website that you can go to, brassfoundrybrewing.com. Uh, we're in, currently in 225 retail locations Sweet. and about 36 bars. Awesome. Well, John, Eric, thanks for, thanks for coming in, guys. It was a pleasure to meet you and uh, continued success. And maybe I'll stop over in Long Lake one of these days. Cause it it can be kind of on my way home from the radio station. Thank you for listening. Absolutely. Uh, and so, as we mentioned earlier, two tastings this weekend. This Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. at the South Minneapolis location. And this Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. at the White Bear Lake location. You get the opportunity to sample what is going to be, I think, a lot of people's new favorite IPA in Brass Foundry, and you're going to be able to do it for free. For free, as always. It's uh, it's a good opportunity to check out new stuff. That's what we're all about, and I think beer fans like that, too. So uh, it should be another good one. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Happy New Year to you and Ryan and, your, and all of your loyalty to awesome. us here at The Beer Show. Appreciate it. Uh, we're going to step aside for a brief moment. We'll be right back. Do not touch that radio dial, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Beer Show. This is The Beer Show. Let's go drink some beer. On 1500 ESPN. Hello again. This final segment of the beer show here on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com, Reavers, Fratelloni, Manny Hill. And we're welcoming in an old friend to the beer show. Finnegan's Brewing Company is here, and Ryan is here. This is our first time meeting Ryan. Welcome. That is true. Hi. So you are here to talk about uh, Dark Week at Finnegan's, which is really cool, but I think it's important for you to kind of tell people the history about 
Finnegan's Brewing Company, you know, your guys' mission, because I, 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 love, I love the story of you guys at Finnegan's Brewing Company. So we've been around for 18 years now, so September will be 19 years. Wow, um, really? Already? Yeah, That's so awesome. 2000s when we started. Uh, we had one beer for about... <laughs> 10 years, right? 10 to 12 oh. years. Uh, it was our Irish Amber. Um, and then we had a blonde for a little while, and then we discontinued that. And uh, in 2018, January 19th, actually, so next Saturday would be a year kind of celebration of that. Uh, we have no longer been contract brewed by Summit. So we kind of went on on our own last mm-hmm. year. Um, and since then, we have put out, I think, I want to say in can form for people, about five different beers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at our tap room, about 50. Um, but the other thing about our company is that a hundred percent of our profits actually go to feeding the hungry, which is awesome. That's so so cool. And that's actually true wherever it's kind of sold too. So if it's sold in Wisconsin, if it's sold in the Dakotas, Mm -hmm. in Duluth, Mankato, Rochester, anything like that. So whatever's actually, we accumulate there, we'll actually give to the food shelves there. So, or local organic farmers to grow produce for the food shelves as well. And so. I find myself as a guy that, you know, like for instance, the, I was just talking about, I was hosting my wife's family Christmas uh, two weekends ago. I always make it a point that when I'm buying a lot of stuff for mm-hmm. a lot of people, got to get Finnegan's because I love your guys' mission. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, that's one of the, and it's not, not that I don't drink your beer. It's just like, I got to do it. I got to support the cause. I love well, your guys' we'll, story. We'll let you buy our beer whenever you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whether it you love to taste it or yeah. you want to get, I mean, you know, buy it and dump it down the drain. We don't care. Just right. buy it. It's good. <laughs> so I didn't do much prep for this. So I, is it Jackie? I'm trying to remember the woman. Jackie Berglund is her. Jackie Berglund. So CEO she had this plan mm-hmm. uh, 18 years ago and no one was doing this. No, and it's still, uh, when it actually comes down to the breweries, we've actually been, we look into kind of around the country, what's kind of, our model is kind of what Newman's own was able to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're kind of based off yep. of how they were able to do it, but we were also doing it to begin with. Um, but I think there's only like four other breweries that are still doing this too. Obviously none in others in Minnesota. There's, mm-hmm. there's one in Portland, Oregon. There's, I think there might be one in like Romania or something like some oh, sure. Sure. Oh, country that you wouldn't even think. Okay, yeah. yeah. There's like four others in the world mm-hmm. as a brewery. To give back their profits, and here's the so. one thing I've always admired about Jackie. Do you, do you? I don't know if you remember this. I think it was the first time. It might have been one of the one of the first times we had ever had her on. We had her on with our our buddies from Elevated, mm-hmm. and the truck broke down that day, that afternoon. She, I think she took a cab just to get here oh, really? to do the interview, yeah. and I thought. You've got. She's like, uh, nope. I had a commitment. I, I thought is that, that the, is, is so that their, awesome because they have a food truck, or is that we still? Do, it we it was. Have, it we was. Have, the, we have two. It's yeah. a it's a reverse food truck. So instead of like making food yes. and doing stuff like that, we actually take food from people, and we'll take our donations that actually go back to the Finnegan's Fund. As you well. know, when I'm driving down the road and I'm getting off the highway in my neighborhood, there's always a guy standing on the side of the street who looks hungry, but I pretty much guarantee he'd much rather have a Finnegan's beer <laughs> than. <laughs> hamburger i'm just I, uh, saying i'm i'm 90 sure if i said hey you want a finnegan's and he'd be like hell yes i want a finnegan's <laughs> done i'd be the best i'd be the best giver philanthropist in the world I if think, i could just i think See, I've you guys done that once have you okay <laughs> nothing's nicer than working in the beer business and just rolling up to one of those guys and saying hey here you go. All right, so let's circle back. Finnegan's Brewing <laughs> did, Company. Did I get too far off? A little okay, bit, but that's, that's fine. Right. That's, why, that's why I love you. Uh, so let's circle back. Finnegan's Brewing Company is the guest here on the beer show. Our buddy Ryan is here in studio with us, and we're going to talk about Dark Week. So this is, is this something relatively new for you guys? Or, it's or, absolutely or, brand new. Okay, that's what I thought. So I, 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 I'm interested because I'm seeing the bottles here in front of me, and I'm now curious because, again, like I'm a fan of your guys' beer, so I'm curious what's, what is sitting in front of me right here. So uh, Dark Dark Week, um, starting this Sunday, the 13th through the 19th, we want to start on a Sunday so we could have a party on a Saturday. Having a party on a Sunday is weird, right? Right, sure. You know, everybody's, you know, wants to just kind of hang out and watch TV and maybe football playoffs <laughs> right now. Um, so we're having a party on the Saturday, the 19th, and these three beers I brought for you guys to kind of look at are actually our bottle release of the day. Um, so we're actually putting he out- brought us to look at. We no. can't drink them. Dang it. We okay. can't <laughs> drink them. Just everybody, nobody else has got to try them. Yet. Oh, okay. So, got it. Got it. Okay. Um, but we're releasing a new beer or a, a new stout or a porter every day for seven straight days. Oh, wow. Um, so Dark Week means we have 17 taps downtown um, at our tap room. We also have 10 upstairs. We have two kind of two different levels yep. for our tap room. Um, when it comes to the top level, all these new beers will take over 
every single tap up there, excluding our Irish Amber, mm. which will still be on tap. And then I made a Nordic Porter Asian Gin Barrels, which is also dark, which will be upstairs wait, as well. Wait, wait. A yeah. Nordic? Just, just let me finish about these wow. guys. Yeah, yeah that okay. one's interesting. Yeah. In Gin um, Barrels. Yeah. In Gin Barrels. Yeah. Uh, but so for the week, so starting Sunday, we're going to, you know, we'll have like a Baltic Porter. Uh, we're going to have a Milk Stout. We're going to have a Scottish Stout with maple syrup and peat smoke. Um, we're going to have a chocolate mint stout. We're going to have a spruce tip oatmeal porter. Then we're going to have the bourbon barrel aged dead Irish poet, which if anybody knows of Finnegan's dead Irish poet's been around for about four years. Um, and so aged it in some gin barrels for about three months. Uh, we bottled that up. That one's super limited. The amount in bourbon, actually, bar- in bourbon. bourbon barrels. Yep. Yeah. And then on Saturday we have a Russian imperial stout called Karthanok is what we're pronouncing it. So, um, Carthenoch, the reason why it's named that was actually uh, Irish mythology. Uh, behind That's actually the beast that St. Patrick defeated to get the snakes out of Ireland. I did not know that. And so, if you want to spell Carthenoch, it's C-A-O-R-T-H-A-N-N-A-C-H. Super easy to super figure easy, out. Super right? easy, yeah. Yes. You know, but you know, it looks pretty cool. Hashtag. Uh, I'm gonna, can I have a pint of your Carthenoch? Or never if get you it. say it in Gaelic, it's Chronic, I Quranic. think. So it yeah. sound we were thinking maybe we could just call it t- Chronic 2001, but that you know, I think Dr. Dre <laughs> would give back to us. Um, but get so, you huge publicity. Yeah, though. it would be right. Uh, but one is unaged, so stainless steel for about a couple months. And another one we actually aged in some barrels that were Pinot Noir barrels, then were then used for a ten year old whiskey, and then we put beer in them. Oh, really? Um, so that's the barrel age. That's what kind of released on there. So um, super limited amounts. Um, you know. Dead Poet is about 100 bottles, and the Carthenog is about 400 of each. Wow. So we're not really putting that much out, but we're kind of having a party, having some bands and some DJs. Playing. So it was basically an excuse for you guys to just throw a really sweet party. Well, I think the big, the big <laughs> thing, Raya said, like, let's do it in January for one, and also put all these stouts. One, I've noticed coming back to Minnesota, I grew up here in the last three years of brewing here, is that um, we're a very seasonality Yep. Brewing community, yep. you yep. know, like we like our Hefeweizen sometimes. We like our wits. We like our IPAs during the summer. And I'm just um, as guilty of it. So, yeah. I, I think I, everybody kind of is, know. too. And so to kind of put out these stouts for people to kind of get really excited about it. And also, tell me, how often do you see your neighbors anymore? Like, I never even see my neighbors. Like, I live in St. Paul, and I live, we're friends with all of our neighbors. I never see them anymore because it's dark. Everybody goes inside the house. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. See you in May when it starts getting nice. So the whole thing is like to break the cabin fever and kind of come out in January, have a party, get out of your house, um, come drink some beer with us. We have, you know, eight new beers for you to try. That's cool. And kind of get excited about people to kind of come to our new place and, Obviously, football season is over. Right. Wah, right. Wah. So, how, how do I'm sorry, Reavers? No, how, how are people taking Finnegan's doing this? Right? Is is it is it being understood that Finnegan's is now more than just a giver of hey, you know we make one beer and all the profits? Are they getting that you're a craft brewery? I think we're starting to get recognized for that. Okay, I think that's starting to take hold. I mean, I think last year we you know we finally put out our first IPA. Mm-hmm. We put out a second IPA in August. We put out a saison in the spring. Um, we still have our dead poet, which is our seasonal. Um, we're starting to notice more people are kind of gravitating towards us and mm-hmm. seeing that we're making other beers too. Um, I I think that's the biggest thing is about coming away from. Uh, brewing with Summit and then being able to do small batch stuff for mm-hmm. us because Summit is, has such a large brew house for sure. us to make something. Um, we can actually test that market and that's what our downtown brewery is. It's our R&D. So we can make seven barrels at a time where it's we might only end up with like four kegs sometimes and see if people actually really like it. So, How many times when does someone walk into your tap room on a given week and think you guys are an Irish bar? Every single day. <laughs> I actually knew the answer to that, but I, I thought I had to ask it to me. Or I still remember my favorite was was uh, during, I think it was August. Um, I don't know who the customer was, but I saw him. I was leaving for the day after brewing and going home and hopping down the train. And um, I see him say, oh, man, I can't believe this place. An Irish pub without a stout. Let's get out of here. Really? It's like, we're actually a brewery, sir. No. But it's okay. I mean, like, right. it, it's fine. And we'll make you some stouts. Just hold right. on. We'll Just get there. On. Give, me, yeah. give me another yeah. five months. I've been cranking away on the beers yeah. we're selling. Let me, uh, I want a Jameson. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a problem. I could see a whole bunch of people saying, hey, I need a Jameson bump. All right. Finnegan's Brewing Company, the guest here. We have just a couple of minutes left here before we have to close. So, Ryan, um, 
outside of uh, of of dark week are what, what else do you guys have in the works that kind of some fun new things that are coming up for you guys at Finnegan's uh so i mean we we've, we've been if you'll notice on the top there it's called barrels of life it's our series of barrel aged beers um oh, so yeah. the carthenock and so it's actually a new thing that we started in march of last year mm-hmm. and we're going to continue with that we did six last year actually so uh three belgian styles um and we had the Einer, the Nordic Porter that I kind of mentioned. We had a couple of different ones too, um, but we're going to actually be putting out um, nine to ten of those this year. Wow! As well too, and we have currently eighty-seven oak barrels full of beer. I was hoping to be eighty-eight, but I was a little short. Okay, but it came to brewing the other day. Um, but so we're going to be putting out that we have, you know, sourcing local ingredients as many barrels as possible. We have that's cool. Uh, we, so we have a beer called Trisha coming out next uh, month in February. Um, Trisha has been with the company for 10 years. That's so awesome. I was like, I'm going to name a beer for her. She doesn't really like it. Oh. But it, it's pretty great. Um, so uh, you know, uh, I, Trisha, people like Trisha bug me. Hey, I made you this beer. It's, I, I'm so proud you've been here a long time. Man. I don't like it. <laughs> Thanks, Man. Trisha. It's, it's great. <laughs> and I kind of loved you, and yeah. now I just don't love you. It's a right. uh, Belgian pale mm. with Britannomyces aged in uh, stainless for two months, then oak for seven. Wow. Um, so that's going to be a fun one. Beer tomorrow's will come out again. We're going to do more of the um, uh, Bourbon Barrel Poet. And then we have other ones, you know, honey beer and a beer aged on aroni berries. Well, good luck aroni with the, with Dark Week. Um, you guys always have the full support of us here at the Beer Show. So if people, Ryan, are hearing about you guys maybe for the first time, they want to find out more information, I assume everything is available online? Yeah, Finnegan's.org. Um, we are an org because we are, yeah. in theory, a nonprofit. Which is very cool. nonprofit. Um, but yeah, you can look at all that and you can also see what's on tap at our tap room and also what we're kind of putting out into the market and cans and kegs out to the retailers. That's awesome. Well, thanks for making the trip in, man. And like I said, continue success with uh, everything that you guys are doing over there. No, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. You got it. Uh, That's going to do it for this week's edition of The Beer Show. If you missed any portion of the program, you can always check out the podcast and you can find it online at 1500ESPN.com for now. Michael, you're the best. You are the best, Rivers. Thank you. You got it. And I didn't mean anything uh, illicit by that. I was just having some fun with Manny Hill over there. Manny, thank you, sir. I'll always appreciate you. Uh, And we will step aside until next Thursday night for Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. My name is Chris Reavers. We will make way for ESPN Radio coming up after after this top of the air break on the home of Sports Talk in the Twin Cities. We are 1500 ESPN. Cheers.